Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I speak with Ram Katamaraja, founder and CEO of Colaberry. Ram is a tech entrepreneur committed to leveraging technology and education in preparing the workforce of the future. In 2012, he founded Colaberry while on a mission to help United States veterans to transition into rewarding civilian careers. And under his leadership, Colaberry grew into an Inc. 5000 company that now serves individuals from all backgrounds in pursuit of data careers, as well as enterprises in need of data talent and reskilling and upskilling workforce solutions. Colaberry has helped thousands of individuals from over 45 countries to transition into data analytics and data science jobs. In 2020, Course Report selected Colaberry training as one of the best data science boot camps of the year, and also Inc. 5000 recognized Colaberry as one of the fastest growing privately owned companies in the United States. Ram regularly presents at Work of the Future events and has spoken at the United Nations, World Bank, Harvard Business School, and MIT, and we're lucky to have him on the show for this particular episode. So now it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I welcome Ram Katamaraja, founder and CEO of Colaberry and also Refactored. Ram is a tech entrepreneur committed to leveraging technology and education in preparing the workforce of the future. And you know, on Tech Intersect, I am always talking about the future of money and entrepreneurship and work. And that's why it's one of many reasons that I'm excited to introduce you all to Ram and to Colaberry. In 2012, he founded Colaberry while on a mission to help United States veterans to transition into rewarding civilian careers. My father is former lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, and I have a, a deep love and, and abide for all who serve. So I love that in this particular background. And under Ram's leadership, Colaberry grew into an Inc. 5000 company that now serves individuals from all backgrounds in pursuit of data careers, as well as enterprises in need of data talent for reskilling and upskilling workforce solutions. We'll talk about all of that and more in a moment, but first, Ram, welcome. Thank you, Professor Evans. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Excellent. And before we dive in, I want to do a quick check-in with you. This has been a particularly trying year for everyone, the pandemic, the um, civil unrest, the economic strife, and in particular, and something that you focus on so much, helping people reskill and find careers in the midst of so much uncertainty. I'm just wondering how you have been able to navigate that. Yeah, thank you for asking that question. Mm -hmm. uh, when 
pandemic hit, it was like the rest of the world. We we didn't know like really what to do. And we didn't know like what's going to happen, whether we would survive. But um, the interesting thing was as a business and as an organization, we were always, we were looking forward to a world like this where almost everything uh, would be working from home or working right <laughs> and and it's like uh you the, the future is here like it's set right. the future forward so uh it also presented us presented as an opportunity for me as well as the entire team to figure out how do we operate in this future that we have been advocating would come in the next decade so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, an interesting journey. Thankfully, as of now, we were able to fully move our operations remotely and mm-hmm. uh, uh, survive the pandemic. And again, in between, we received this Inc. 5000 award, so which was yes. like great. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we are uh, we, we are bruised, but uh, we are up and running and looking forward for a better 2021. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad, you know, it was so difficult for so many to be able to pivot and to think, so. you know, think about it professionally, you have a responsibility, but then to also personally. And I know professionally at the time when it first hit, I was the associate dean of a law school and had to manage it, but I also am a human being (laughs) who has to manage my own life and my own family. So I'm glad that you and yours are well. You mentioned something that I want to focus on at first, kind of a broad brush of this idea of the future of work. We'll get to how education is changing the nature of work and how you are helping folks to reskill and pivot in a moment. But just in general, what does that term mean to you, the future of work? The term future of work uh, could be interpreted in various ways for various people. Uh, From my perspective, there is a uh, automation of everything that we are doing and mm-hmm. we become like more and more productive like a lot of uh, types of tasks and work that that is now done uh, by humans uh, will be automated and uh, uh, there would be less and less uh, work that needs to be done by humans and, and at the same time the automation and robots kind of becomes part of your work. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation about inclusivity, more how humans can work with machines. But uh, for me, the uh, even more important question is for businesses and organizations and leaders to ask how we are going to create inclusive uh, environments in the future of work when a lot of work gets automated and primarily the low-skilled jobs get automated and they're never going to come mm. back. What, what are we going to do? The, uh, the future of work for me is really about answering that question of inclusivity of various people with like various skills, low skill, mm-hmm. high skills, as well as uh, inclusivity with the automation, which we cannot avoid. How do we bring all these things together? Right. That's a really important point because anything that can be automated will be. And that is a, it's a fundamental shift. So when we think about this next industrial revolution, 
to think about how everyone, regardless of your background and experience, can participate meaningfully, taking care of a family in one generation, but also as a matter of generational wealth and acquired skills. And obviously, we're living a lot longer. And, you know, long time ago, if you had a family of 11 on a farm and the average age was 42, that's one thing. But my grandmother lived to be 103. God bless her soul. And had all of her full faculty. She's the only person I know who's ever just died of old age. (laughs) Um, And so what does that mean in terms of individuals interacting with, in a meaningful way, all of the Web3 technologies that are forcing automation from artificial intelligence? And and also what you said, uh, now that I've said artificial intelligence, is what it means what does inclusion look like when you're focused on technology? And that has been a major topic of conversation. I don't have any great answers, but I know that the decisions that go into how software functions and how it codes is the next wave, I believe, of inclusion that we have to take a close look at. Because, and you might agree that in most instances, we think of technology as purely a tool, agnostic, but it's built by people. <laughs> and are we intentionally or unintentionally, more likely the case in many instances, kind of codifying some of the systemic issues that keep people marginalized? So that might be an issue when we're um, helping people to reskill and up- upskill too for this specific type of technology. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. So I would look at technology as power now rather than a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pri- prior to this, when technology revolution like started happening, people talked about information is power, right? Mm-hmm. So now everybody has information and uh, technology enabled that information to be available uh, with everyone. Now the technology is becoming powerful because technology is starting to make the decisions. Mm. So the artificial intelligence is allowing this technology and tools become more intelligent, make decisions for us, and probably define how we live and how we survive in this in this world. So uh, as it is becoming powerful, one key thing that troubles me is this the technology that is being put together and the and uh, uh, and the intelligence that it is fed which allows him which allows it to make artificial to become artificial intelligent and nation making uh, tool or power whatever you want to call it mm. that that uh, decision making algorithms right they are mm-hmm. done by very narrow a demographic of intellectuals. That's not how society works. Mm-hmm. Right? The society is like nature, built with efficiencies and built with redundancies. Uh, 
and that's what that makes it that makes it function well and function to its maximum capacity but when we are right. looking at technology and artificial intelligence we come up we approach it with where uh, we approach it our typical approach is the idea of okay this has to be highly efficient and it has to meet a certain set of rules mm-hmm. but this highly uh, when but this highly efficient is very opinionated right what mm-hmm. is efficient in one case may not be efficient in other case and also a set of rules those rules may be efficient in one case and may not be efficient in one case and then mm-hmm. when uh, and then when uh, when the artificial intelligence start making the decisions it learns on its own and it starts making its own decisions and there needs to be uh, there needs to be rules around it right mm-hmm. and who defines those rules if these rules if these rules are defined by a narrow set of people that creates like a completely biased future uh, right. and uh, and if we let the artificial intelligence define its own rules it creates like complete havoc we have seen i mean there are examples of big organizations like google and facebook and microsoft shutting down the artificial intelligence when they let it make its own decisions and it just goes haywire right mm. so so uh, in 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 the midst in the midst of all this all this chaos the most important piece is we humans we humans with various characteristics various thought processes various demographics all of us should have the opportunity to contribute for the evolution of this artificial intelligence or for controlling it or for um, for making sure Uh, it is included in our lives in the right way and when right. we, and when we don't uh, when we don't pay attention uh, and and we and we don't pay attention or when we don't in, this thing can be done only through intention it has to be a very intentional approach where the inclusivity of uh, uh, inclusive of various people right various mm-hmm. people and the representation uh of people in developing this uh automation or algorithms are yeah into the future mm-hmm. uh, without that we don't know what world we would live in it's it's definitely going to be a new world but we don't know how it's how how it's going to be and we don't and we don't know how we need to make the rules of the new world so it's mm-hmm. it's really important for us to make sure uh when we when we enter the future uh the future of work is not just automation inclusion of automation but it's an inclusion of automation and everyone this society, we as a society and a world represents mhm well said thank you um that's really wonderful and i wholeheartedly agree with you as i think about these new rules for a new world and whatever this is going to be for the the quote unquote future of work and that leads me to want to know more and share more with my listeners about colaberry so you describe it or it is described as a social enterprise dedicated to providing pathways to well-paid jobs and rewarding careers so talk to us more about what colaberry is some of the specific tools or strategies that you use in order to empower people in the way that you describe uh absolutely i mean we are trying to make a dent <laughs> uh in 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 the best possible uh, way with the resources that we have 
and uh, the way we want to make that dent is to provide opportunities for people who are probably historically uh, opportunities are denied are in are in uh, in the current time uh, where they don't have the opportunity pathways into good paying jobs so mm-hmm. and and uh, again, uh, what uh, for us, good-paying jobs is really, really important uh, because good-paying jobs provides economic and social mobility, right? So when there is an economic and social mobility, that creates a healthier uh, person, a healthier family, better opportunity for the kids, and a better community. So it's it's a lot more important for us to provide. Uh, the opportunities into good paying jobs and mm-hmm. we, as a company what we see one sliver of many good paying jobs that are out there is jobs that require data skills mm-hmm. and uh, human skills right so and when we say jobs that require data skills and human skills right now in the world the data is getting created every minute more and more data is getting created than the previous minute so it's it's, absolutely yeah but what that means is um, in future and even that future is now every person uh, required to be data literate meaning how to handle the data and how to work with the data just about 20 years ago if you needed a good paying job you needed computer literacy so into the future at least in the near future for the next decade or so you must be data literate and have the capability to work with data to have a good paying job so that's how we look at it and as part of our uh, training programs and processes we uh, we empower people by providing them uh, to, uh, by providing them tools technologies and uh, expertise of how to analyze data and how to process data and how to make projections with data and t- how to mm-hmm. tell stories with data. So this is one aspect that we can abuse. Uh, and then when we are talking about uh, human skills, which is a very important aspect, uh, where the, the, the aspect of like data and data literacy falls into more technology, right? I was mm-hmm. telling before technology is the new power and what we are trying to do is uh, because as as part of our work we uh, we help people move from any job that could be uh, getting automated it could be like let's say a customer service uh, person or it could be a barista or it could be uh, like an uber driver probably getting automated right so right in, in, anyone uh, who are who have uh, certain skills right uh, uh, who who are in certain jobs we help them uh, have a, a skill mobility meaning they can take their existing skills and move into these new tech jobs the beauty mm-hmm. of the beauty of the jobs that require data skills is it requ- uh, for for someone to be highly productive and highly functional they need tech skills and they need the business skills they need to understand the domain so that they can make better decisions right, right. So it's not like it's not like coding right if you uh, coding is pretty abstract you are like trying to solve a problem but data is more for decision making you can't mm. make better decisions unless you understand 
the context, unless you understand the business, unless you understand what data is telling you. So the outcome of our work is we are able to take people with these skills of the society of life and they they uh, probably gained um, soft skills human skills are like just hustling skills a lot of times just trying to get by and we right. are we are empowering them with the tech tools where so now they can they, uh, so now we provide the mobility of these their existing skills along with the tech skills and they go become part of these tech organizations and start like making their mark through different perspectives, right? Not just, they're probably sitting with a, uh, a few tech people. Now they are bringing the uh, le- uh, lessons of life uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, 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 to that team. And the team now starts making more rational and better decisions. That's, that's the path that uh, we are uh, going after, like trying to make a dent in the idea of, okay, how can we, create more inclusivity and how can we empower more people to move into good paying jobs. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans Method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to Help You Buy Your First Bitcoin, and there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks, with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. That is um, critically important. And as you were describing that, you know, it made me think of the full circle of an ecosystem of work. That's what keeps coming to mind as we focus so much on individuals. I know that you connect with enterprises as well. And I'm wondering how enterprises can prepare their organizations for the upskilling and reskilling that is required for an existing workforce. 
Yeah, uh, it's a, it's it's a, uh, in a way, enterprises are in a tough spot. On one, right. uh, they are trying to uh, uh, their primary responsibility is the shareholders and bottom line, right? They are like, oh, right. yeah, automation, great, we can increase the efficiency and lay off tons of people. Right. But what they also need to uh, understand is the people are their assets. When they uh, when they transition into the future of automation, the decision makings, which becomes critical, it involves humans and humans with the uh, with the domain knowledge, with the expertise that they have. So, for enterprises, it's a lot more important to think about not just the automation, uh, but think about how to really provide pathways. Uh, for their uh, current workforce to uh, to survive and thrive in this digital transformation that's happening across the industry. So, I would say one uh, one interesting example uh, can be looked at AT and T. They what they did is they provided uh, information about the jobs that are going to go away in next five years and mm-hmm. jobs that could potentially come up in next five years and provided. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of um, tools and resources for their employees to go and uh, put, uh, prepare for this future, uh, the jobs, the future jobs that would be coming in. So that's, I mean, that, that's a fantastic uh, way of creating like what you call like the transparency for the employees and empowering them uh, that they need to go and uh, get skilled. But one thing, one 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 small, probably important piece to keep in mind is. Uh, are the organizations providing the time uh, mm. are, 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 uh, the time for people to upskill, right? So most of the times, the people who get impacted are low, uh, uh, low paid and low skilled people, right? Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they probably don't have a lot of time after the work because probably they are work, they have a, a working in a second job, right? Right. <laughs> to make the ends meet. So, now that we the uh, the enterprises have to kind of understand and resource put resources in place so that uh, they are not they one they should make it transparent and the other they also need to provide resources as part of their work so that they can upskill reskill themselves and be ready to work in the future how in whatever way that particular organization is evolving if uh, it's uh, they need to they need to very consciously make this investment in their uh, employees because they are going to be their best assets absolutely thank you for that that is a really great explanation and way to think of it in a number of ways you know enterprises on one hand with the bottom line and shareholders but ultimately if you don't have workers and a workforce you have nothing um, and so finding that that balance that makes sure that the efficiency and the productivity does not give way to um, an ailing workforce or one that is diminished everybody has to be moving in the same direction to really be successful both at the enterprise level and at the the individual's level. I know that you have some data science and analytics tech training courses. And uh, talk a little bit about that. I know that you have uh, an offer for listeners as well, but what are those specific data science and analytics tech training courses? 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. So before I get into that, I would like to uh, point out to like one more interesting example that I came across when uh, in some of my conversations with uh, some executives on Wall Street, right? So mm. you are into the money side of things. So this this example could be interesting. Uh, Excellent. One of the question, one of the questions that came uh, in our discussion in this future of work, if people doesn't have jobs, who is going to pay the mortgages? Mm-hmm. Right? So, so if people don't pay mortgages, the entire economic system collapses. Right? Absolutely. So, so it's in the best interest of not. Uh, it's best interest of the society to have these policies and uh, investments that go into upskilling and reskilling uh, uh, people, so that they have jobs in the future. They are they are uh, able uh, that to good paying jobs, so that our economy can function in a great way and and everybody uh is happy Uh, absolutely so so, yeah so it was an interesting conversation for me that wall street companies and executives are thinking that way which i did not see it before okay it's in the having a uh, having a workforce well-paid workforce is in the best interest of not just the worker and the worker's family but also in the uh, interest of the entire economy absolutely it's an ecosystem Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So now coming to our programs uh, about the training programs, we offer multi-level training programs. Uh, At the foundational level, we offer data analytics uh, program. Uh, This data analytics program, we offer it to anybody. As long as uh, you know how to work with a computer and Mm -hmm. just like browse, Go and uh, you, you are good. We can bring you in. And the way we uh, uh, train is with the assumption that you don't understand any technology and we start from scratch, like starting almost from digital literacy, then data literacy. And in, a, in about uh, three to six months time frame, depending upon the amount of time that you would spend, you, we would make you into a... Uh, a person who can very easily work with data, manage data, parse data, do reporting, and get you ready into various types of jobs that require uh, data skills. It could be mm-hmm. a report developer, or it could be a data engineer, or it could be a marketing analyst, or it could be uh, you know, a ETL developer. So various types of roles that, that, that are available in the industry. So that's the data analytics program. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we have the t- tier two programs uh, where we offer them uh, in niche technologies such as Tableau, uh, Power BI, mm-hmm. Python type of tools. So these uh, these tools uh, allow you to grow in your career in the data industry to the next level. And then the third type of program that we offer is data science programs data science programs are more complex uh, involves like uh, math and science and statistics and these are offered uh, to uh, people with some tech background or uh, people with uh, you know, background in stem uh, mm-hmm. Interested in uh, transitioning, and uh, another interesting demographics that we have seen is people with advanced degrees, not necessarily in STEM. They could be in literature, mm-hmm. they could be in like anything. So they could they could uh, learn the data science tools and techniques and transition into uh, into data science careers. It's really important for 
people of various thought processes to uh, to move into this uh, industry and uh, make like develop these new algorithms and are at least influence them uh, right. and how and how these are done so we offer like all these uh, three uh, these three levels so what data analytics advanced data analytics and data science programs and we also have uh, self learning platforms uh, where you can go and like learn machine learning artificial intelligence type of things uh, that's uh, those programs are available in refactored ai but wherever, wherever you are uh, we welcome you to come but we, uh, my uh, my heart is uh, more uh, helping people uh, who doesn't know what uh, data analytics or uh, anything is we want to right. act- empower them and help them move into uh, good paying jobs and uh, as i'm happy to announce that we will give uh, 10% off of our training programs all they have to do is use the code collaberry for evans uh, mm-hmm. it's collaberry for evans uh, the for is like number 4 c o l a b e r r y number 4 evans mm-hmm. EVANS, and they could go to our website, colaberry.com, um, and sign up, and somebody will connect with you. Uh, you could also email support at colaberry.com, and somebody from our support team uh, will connect with you and uh, help you out. And we really enjoy the idea of hand holding someone through the entire path and see them transition into a uh, good paying job. So that's the price for us. And uh, when they transition into the good good paying jobs, we know within uh, two to three years, they they start making six, potentially six digit salaries. Uh, Sometimes it might take like five, five years, but it's a path. It's a path for successful career. It's a path to uh, to make good money and it's a path uh, not only to uh, have a comfortable life for yourself but for your family and your kids and probably your community we have a ton of people where uh, somebody joins and then their spouse joins or their uh, mm. or significant others are like brother sister so it's it's right. people uh, p- people see the success and people see the possibility and they join and like just work uh, and, and just work uh, to get into a good paying career but one one caution this is not easy that it's like nothing in this world that is worthwhile is easy right mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that it's it's a tough program takes a lot of effort and a lot of persistence and mm-hmm. but, but we created the pathways into this market where there are millions of jobs uh, out there and anybody with the right uh, attitude and the uh, and the capability to work hard, uh, can learn the skills and transition. It's so powerful because when you create those pathways and opportunities for everyone, not just the few, but the collective, you know, the one has that that exponential impact of family and business and community, and ultimately and obviously the global community. We are living in you know, this borderless global economy, but underneath it all is community and interconnectedness. And we see that now more than ever. So that means that the work that you're doing is invaluable. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad that we connected and I look forward 
to staying connected and doing this work together. For my listeners, I will drop all of the links that were mentioned and the code in the show notes and strongly encourage you to move forward and take advantage of this exciting opportunity because we're planting the seeds of our future today. And it starts with these skills, not just on the tech side, but the human side. But again, they're all connected. Uh, So Ram, thank you. Thank you, Professor Iwans. It's a pleasure. Wow, I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Ram about the new rules for a new world and future of work, and also the importance of empowering those historically disenfranchised to prepare them for meaningful work and careers in a tech and data-driven global economy, and also why a collective and concerted commitment to providing pathways to well-paying jobs and rewarding careers changes lives. It changes families and communities, and therefore, the world. The Colaberry Data Science and Analytics Tech Training Courses are perfect for new entrants into tech and data sciences and those looking to pivot and upskill in this fast-paced, tech-driven world. So let's take Ram up on his offer. Visit colaberry.com to sign up. And be sure to use code colaberry 4 evans that's colaberry number 4 evans for 10% off of your enrollment. It's all about skills and credentials in 2021 and beyond. The goal is economic and social mobility and making each generation better, healthier, more productive than the generation before. It takes a village, but it starts with you. So let's prepare for the future for your future today. Final housekeeping notes, please take a moment to like, comment, and share this episode and this podcast with your networks. Follow me on social media and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you'd like to hear more from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.